Hey everyone, welcome back to part two of the episode I did with Eric on the 13th of January. So I'm just going to get right into it. Here you go. Right. Like I would just, you know, it's belittling, like, just like, yeah, like nut up, dude, nut up or shut up. Right. And that's cool. Right. Like, I mean, I respect guys like that. Like I, I can get along with guys like that. Like that's an atmosphere, but that's not a winning atmosphere and why is it not a winning atmosphere is because you're not going to be able to communicate well with anybody instead it's going to be this competition with everybody Mm -hmm. and if you want to be on the same team if you want to be married and you want to collaborate the hardest thing for us to do as men is to understand and i hate to use this um, example that I'm about to use, but like, it, I think you can understand it this way. So this example that I'm about to use is going to be a little bit negative. Are you all right with that? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So as men, we need to understand that marriage is like a war. And there is many battles that go on every day. Oh, dude, 100% relate to that. <laughs> and those battles If every one of those battles, if you try to win them, you will ultimately lose the war. Mm -hmm. So if you want to play the game of marriage, you need to pick and choose which battles are the most important for you to win. Because the more battles that you lose in marriage, the more ammunition you have to win that battle that you truly need to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the old the old age saying, pick your battles wisely. Yeah, I mean it's you know, and you think about that. So it is like me and Lori. Dude, I will out talk her, I'll outmaneuver her. Like it like the poor girl just gets beat up. Like if I'm like on my thing where I'm locked in and I'm moving and she gets on my way, like I run right over. Her. I have to back up and I have to stop and I have to acknowledge her and I've got to slow down, which hence, you know, carousel roller coaster, right? Like Mm. carousel, I'm a roller coaster. Um, And the biggest thing that's most important to our relationship is for me to slow down, pick the battles that I really need to win and All the other ones, I don't care if she wins 100 battles and I only win that one. I am fine with that. And I had to check my ego, and that has helped a lot. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, earlier you you said something about um, some people just don't talk about things. And they Mm -hmm. do things. Um, See, I, I disagreed with that statement when you said it. And this is why, right, what I'm explaining now. Because it's not important to win all the battles, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, for your point, what you said was, it's like people just, you know, look down and they never say anything and they cover it up and they bottle up on the inside and then it festers and then all of a sudden it's a wound and it explodes. Yeah, I agree. Like, that's not healthy. That's not what I'm saying to do. Instead, it's more of you're going to lose this battle. It's okay if you lose this battle. Let her win 
But when she wins, make sure that she knows she won. Make sure she knows that you put her on the pedestal and she's significant because you said, hey, Lori, um, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way. Like, you know, what, what else can I do to help you? Like, are you over? Yeah. Are you overloaded? Like you said you was overloaded, right? You said that you're, you know, tired of running to the apartments or you're tired of running the kids around all the time. Like, let me do it tomorrow. Right. And then by me offering and stopping that, she's going to be like, no, I got it. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, that, right. So, I mean, I still won in the end because I still didn't have to do the thing. <laughs> yeah. But then also you got to step up and go step further. And if this little mini battle repeats itself, you can't directly throw the fix action into it. Instead, you've got to let her win that battle and then start planting the seeds. So that's where like taking notes in your phone or whatever this is until you practice it enough where it just comes out naturally. But like if she's winning, if you want her to win that battle, because it's very important for her to know that you hear her right now, which is the most important thing for women, right? Women need to be heard. Men need to be understood. Mm -hmm. Right. So you just listen, you acknowledge her, ask those, ask her those questions, but let it go. Right. So like the whole walking away thing, timeout thing, I'm not really a big fan of that concept either because of this uh, concept that I'm explaining now, because again, is it important for you to win that battle? Instead, let her win that battle. And then the next day or two days from now, you plant a seed and then you throw in a third party story, right? You find out that your friend and his wife is having something similar. And then you share that story with her, but you don't bring up the battle that you lost. Instead, you just plant a seed. And then you go another day, you plant another seed. And then you go another day, you're planting another seed. And then before, no, before you know it, she's going, this is what happens every time. She'll be out and she'll recognize something. All of a sudden, she'll have an epiphany, right? And then she'll come back and she'll have the greatest idea ever. And it's whatever you wanted to win that battle with. <laughs> Dude, I've already gone through that enough. <laughs> that stuff will irritate the fuck out of me. Which stuff? Um, where you plant seeds and you try you change it so it's your idea, mm -hmm. but then they think of it and think it's their idea. It's like positive manipulation almost. <laughs> like you know, like you're not doing and manipulating them in a bad way. It's like most of the time it's in a, the idea is a great idea and it betters people. It, it betters them. Like, um, what was it? I think a simple one was, was moving. What's one that just recently happened. Oh, moving up the volume of food. We feed Axel. So I brought it up and I said, hey, you know, I looked at this chart and it's just a generic chart, but I think we need to be feeding him an extra ounce or two on his bottles. That's why he keeps waking up at night. No, I'm not doing that. He's going to puke everywhere. He's going to throw up and like blah, blah, blah. All right, fine. I'm just telling you what I read. Next day, you know, he didn't sleep well that night. Blah, 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 blah. I kept playing. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, 
I still keep seeing these different charts, but like, if you wanted, if you want, as I said, if you know, you want to keep feeding the same amount, like I'm all for it. We'll do that. So like I was letting her win that kind of thing you were saying, but like still planting them seeds, like still kind of nonchalantly mentioning it. And dude, a week later, she goes to pick up Axel from the nanny. And the nanny mentions, Erica, you keep saying that he's like not falling asleep and through the whole night. Like he's, he's not going, his teeth have broken through. So it's not that like, Paul, they're going through all of it. She goes, I think it's time that you might want to add another ounce to the bottle. And I shit you not. She came, (laughs) she came home and said, Hey, I think we need to start feeding him. (laughs) And you know what? I went, did I said, who told you that? Just to see if she would, you know, you know, my ego was like, oh, she's going to get, maybe she'll give me credit. You know, I want to hear her say it like, yeah, you were right. And this is where, you know, you subtly win those battles by planting the seeds. And she goes, yeah, I don't know. I just think. And like a day later, I said, Sierra fucking told you that, didn't she? <laughs> she goes, yeah, she mentioned it. Why? And I was like, nothing. I was like, all right, well, up his bottles to six. <laughs> like, you know, it was, it's, I laugh at it now. Yeah. But like you said, maybe a year ago, two years ago, something like that. Oh, it would have been irate. Yeah. Would have been absolutely irate. Yeah. And yeah, you um, just got to accept that, man. I mean, because you can't be a prophet in your hometown. Mm hmm. And the better way to do it, like I said, I think, you know, it allows me to sleep at night. And that's to figure out how to play the game, man. Like, if I need, yeah. if I need influence to come her way, I need to figure out a creative way to influence. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is the reason you mastermind. Because if you mastermind, every, you're masterminding whether you want to or not. Like, that's a thing. So if you're hanging out with so-and-so and they're always talking about how bad their relationship is and She's always talking about how bad he is. Guess what's going to happen to y'all's relationship? Yeah. You know, but you are hanging around people who are always happy and they're always talking about how good their relationship is, or they're just always talking about openly about solving the problems together. Right. Mm -hmm. Well now, you know, and I'm just not saying everything's rainbows and unicorns, but same time there's very toxic people to be around all the time and there's other people Uh, i think people are have you ever ran into people who are unintentionally toxic unintentionally yeah like they just don't know that they are oh yeah i would say that's majority it's great like i had that epiphany i I mean i was a very toxic human being yeah Yeah, like toxic for the longest time dude I was negative about the, like, I think it was just, I was so negative about everything. Yeah. For no reason. No reason. And I think think that was an environment, man. I mean, air traffic, military. Like I told you the other day, like when I texted you when I was at work, I was like, dude, I know I'm only like the third day in, but you don't understand how much of a relief it is. Like, dude, I text, I told Eric, she texted me and she was like, um, She's like, hey, how's your how's your day going? You know, something like that. And I was like, oh, we're doing, you know, it's fine. 
And I actually sat there and thought about what I wanted to respond to or to get the message across without having to ramble on. And I told her, I said, for the first time in a long, long time, I felt easy at work. Yeah, you're probably happy too. Oh, I'm extremely happy. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to do air traffic for the rest of my life. Like, I don't. Thank you, Eric. Um, (laughs) I meant that positively. Um, But at the same time, why not try to enjoy the situation you're in while you're in it? And that's the feeling that I'm getting. And and I've been around it long enough, dude. Five years at my old place, the old facility at Greensboro. Like, like they were asking me stuff there, like, and I've changed that aspect too of how I communicate with others. Like I've not said one bad thing about that place since I've been there, and I can tell people are trying to pry it out of me just because people love drama. People naturally love drama. Yep. You know. And I was like, hey, you know what? I was like, they were like, oh, how's the new tower? That was the main question. How's the new new tower? The new tower? The new tower? And I was like, it's a beautiful structure. It really is. I said, it's the nicest one I've ever been in. I said, I said, if I had to say something negative about it, it's not that much. But we don't really have a break room like you guys have. And I threw that you guys have in there to make a comparison. So it didn't seem like I was just shitting. Now, if I'm being honest right here, like that new tower is a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I'm not gonna say hate. I disliked it very much. Um, but I've been like going into that that new facility, thinking about how I want to communicate with people there. And yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what's been the biggest influence is listening. I, I've been doing the audiobook instead of reading it, listening to um, how to win friends and influence people. Because you brought that up like three or four weeks ago. You're like. I said something. I can't remember what it was. I think it was just a kind of like passing conversation. And you're like, Hey, I think you need to read that book again. And I read it like once every year, twice a year or something. Yeah. I was like, yeah, the every year book for sure. And I was like, yeah, he's probably right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let me, uh, let me share a video right now about a pack and what it means to be in a relationship. A pack. Yeah. I'm going to share with you what it means to be in a relationship. No, okay, yeah, go ahead, by all means. This is, uh, yeah, this is going to be interesting. Um, I think this is the right one. Hopefully hopefully, I don't mess it all up, but this is by uh, Myron Golden. Uh, brilliant, man. Dude, uh, this guy's awesome. Myron Golden, never heard of that name. Yeah. Wait a minute. Maybe? Oh, yeah, I know who he is. Uh, one of my favorite things to make fun of is yes. truism, truisms you hear that? that aren't true. And I can see it. And like can you hear it? Time is money. <laughs> okay, anyway. I already talked about that, so I'm not going to go backwards. I think you got it. Um, you've heard these motivational people say, if three birds are sitting on a fence and two of them decide to fly away, how many are left? And then they say, well... Um, one's left. No, there are three left because they just decided to fly away. They didn't really fly away. Like, that's clever. Only one problem. It's goofy. (laughs) (laughs) 
And the reason they say that is because the person who says that doesn't understand that there's a difference between choosing to fly away and deciding to fly away. When you decide, somebody talked about it yesterday, Stacy. <laughs> when you decide, it means de is from the Latin root of or from, side means to cut. You commit suicide, that means you cut off sue, your life, right? An incision, you cut inside yourself, right? You're, you get cut inside. Well, when you decide, you cut yourself off from any other possibility. So to decide literally means to sever, it means to cut. Well, it's really interesting. In the scriptures, there's this concept called a covenant. And a lot of people don't understand covenants. And in America, we definitely don't understand covenants. Um, we understand contracts. And a lot of people think that a contract so this and a is covenant the part, are the same covenant. thing. So but they're actually, a contract and a covenant are actually opposites of each other. A contract is an agreement between two individuals based upon a mutual distrust. If Russell and I enter a contract together, Russell's saying, Myron, if you don't give me what you tell me you're going to give me, I can take you to court and they'll make you give it to me. I'm saying, my contract saying to Russell, Russell, if you don't give me what you told me you're going to give me, I can take you to court and make you give it to me. That's what a contract does. It's an agreement between two individuals based upon a mutual distrust. But a covenant is an agreement between two individuals based upon a mutual love and trust. And in a covenant, yeah, it, it's, an, it's really an amazing thing. Um, in fact, um, I'll show you how it works. Russell, can you come help me? Oh, yeah. So let's say that two people are going to enter into a covenant together. And they, what they would do is they would both bring an animal. So you start over there, and I'll start over here, and we'll, we'll, we'll guide our animal to the center. Here we go. We're guiding our big animal to the center, okay? And then what's <laughs> going to happen is Russell's going to turn around. He loves his animal a whole lot more than I love mine, right? So Russell's going to kill his animal, and I'm going to kill mine. <laughs> And then we're going to cut it in pieces. I'm going to put it in a pile. By the way, by the way, this, this, this is what happens. Like when you read about a covenant in scripture, this, this is always involved. Why? Because the word covenant means to cut. That's what it means. It means to cut. I'm going to show you something really powerful here. You'll get this. It's going to change your life. Okay. So, so Russell is facing this animal, this carcass of this animal. I am facing the carcass of this animal. And when we get ready to enter into a covenant with each other, we walk in a circle around the animal slowly while we're looking at the carcass of this mutilated animal and we're taking in the brutality of the death of this animal. So go ahead, Russell, let's start walking around slowly. Walk around it in a circle, look at it, take it in. This is an animal that grew up in our property. This is something that our children played with. This is like a, a cow or like a, a ram or like whatever. And so we come, or a goat, and we come back in the middle and we're getting ready to exchange covenant vows. And what we do is we'll take a knife in our left hand and we'll both cut our right hands. We put our hands together in the middle. His blood becomes my blood. My blood becomes his blood. We become covenant brothers. We exchange covenant names. My name becomes Myron Russell Golden. His name becomes Russell Myron Brunson. And we become covenant brothers. And what we're saying to each other, when we enter this covenant with each other, we are saying, Russell, I'm going to give everything I have. I'm going to give my time. I'm going to give my effort. I'm going to give my energy. I'm going to give my wealth. I'm going to give my life, if necessary, to protect you and yours. And if I don't keep my word to you, may what happened to that animal happen to me. Russell's saying to me, Myron, and go ahead and point at your animal. If I don't keep my word to you, 
I'm going to give everything I have, my time, my effort, my energy, my wealth, my resources, my time. And if I don't keep my word to you, may what happened to that animal happen to me. And we exchange covenant vows. And now we become covenant brothers. And in, in, what they, in, 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 in societies where they still practice this, those are called societies of honor. Why are they called societies of honor? Because when people enter a covenant with each other, they would rather die in honor than live in dishonor. And so that's why, that's why when you find a samurai who fails in battle and he doesn't win or he doesn't provide, he falls on his sword. Why? Because he'd rather die in honor than live in dishonor. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? And so what happens is what happens is now Russell knows above all else because I've made a covenant with him and before God, he knows that I'm going to give everything I have to protect him and his. I know he's got my back. He knows I've got it. The one person on earth I don't have to protect myself from is Russell. The one person on earth Russell doesn't have to protect himself for, from is me. Why? Because I got him, he got me. His life is more important to me than my life. My life is more important to him than his life. This is called a covenant. Thank you, Russell. Give it up for Russell Brunson one more time. Your mic's muted again. I said, yeah, dog. What do you think about that? When he, what stuck out to me the most was the contract definition. Yeah. It's like, and it's true though. And a lot of people think that a lot of the word covenant's not used much anymore. No, but that's what marriage is. It's a contract entered in love, not distrust. So therefore it's a covenant, not a contract. And he said that you're going to give me all your time, all your energy, all your effort. Mm -hmm. But yet, I don't think people really understand that. No, it has me at a loss for words because I'm thinking about how I've used that against my spouse instead of four mm -hmm. because speaking from my marriage experience which isn't much because erica and i will be married two years in may so we're, we're not even two years in and how many times that i've said you understand how much time i put into this and bust my ass and all this and you can't do one fucking thing for me it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say that my feelings weren't real, but at the same time, maybe I take a step back and think about what I'm actually doing as a husband, you know? And it goes both ways though. It does. It does. Like, it's not just a one way street. Like marriage is two ways. Cause there's two people. Um, but well, that's where, you know, like even that strategy that, you know, I was telling you like, Hey, you know, marriage is like a war. There's a battle every day. Like that same lesson, dude, I give Lori, you know, it's just like, Hey babe, like this is, I mean, and I, I had that talk with her and I pointed out and I'm like, Hey, um, you know, I want you to know, like, this is what happened, right? Like we had this discussion uh, last month and she's like, Oh, I don't remember that. Oh no, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, you didn't do that. 
And I was like, okay. And then the fifth time I did it. Oh, well, really? And then the 10th time I did it. You did that again. Stop that. Right. <laughs> and she'll, you know, she'll never catch it in the eye, but it's a way for me to communicate without causing a battle. Right. Without losing the war. But also she's able to do it now. So that same concept she's learned through watching me and understand it. And she understands that when I do that and I play that game and I let her win, it is important for her to win at that time Mm -hmm. because she needs that. She needs that anxiety. She needs that stress removed and me being a husband and a spouse and I'm in a covenant with her. Like it's important for me to take on that burden and to lessen and drop the importance of me being significant during that time. Mm -hmm. Because that battle isn't as important for me to win as it is for her to win. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think. You know, that's why like it's two ways, because I'm sure, you know, maybe somebody will listen to this one day and be like, oh, he's manipulating his wife. Like, yeah, that's true. But it's not manipulation, it's influence. And also it's influencing us to communicate better because not only do I learn how to do it, but now that I know how to do it, she's able to do it. My daughter's able to do it. My mm-hmm. boy do it. They're able to do it with each other, right? And it's going to make them better in life because they're good communicators versus having to wait until they're 30 years old to figure out, you know, that you need to read How to Win Friends and Influence People, right? Yeah. and that's it for today's episode we really appreciate you guys tuning in and being a part of this journey we call being a dad remember whether it's highs or lows you're not alone in this at all if you like what you heard please head over to the instagram at new dad city and give us a follow and if you want more cool videos that pertain to the podcast and some youtube shorts as well head over to the youtube channel at New Dad City. Don't forget that at symbol. And until next time, keep on, Dad.